Hey y'all, it's Patty. And a quick note before we jump into this week's episode, uh, I'll admit it, I'm not editing this. So there's going to be some mm, some ahs, some pauses. There's going to possibly be some dog noises. Y'all just roll with it. Um, it's it's been a heck of a 2020-21. And uh, in the effort to get this episode out as soon as possible, I am just, we recorded it. We're ripping it, we're throwing it out there, and we're giving it to you hot off uh, the mic. So please forgive me for the lack of editing, but I think you'll enjoy it, especially, obviously, if you are here for the Spider-Man discussion and spoilers and a good old-fashioned fangirl episode, because we absolutely do fangirl a lot about the folks that were in this movie. So come join us and enjoy. Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey, y'all, I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Welcome back to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. And I know it's been a while. We took a little hiatus. It was like not on purpose. It just kind of life happens, people. <laughs> and so did the podcast. Um, however, I've been wanting to like revamp it and to bring back the podcast because there has been so much good stuff to fangirl and to talk about over the last couple of months. But I just hadn't been able to wrap my head around it and, and get to it until. Spider-Man swung into my life and then I knew it was a no-brainer like this just had to happen. If you are new around here, uh please stick around. We're going to be a little bit more active we hope in the new year, but as everyone knows, 2021 was possibly trashier than 2020. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> absolute dumpster fire, but here we are. But here we are and it's I mean it's over. Let's go on. I'm not even going to give any hope for 2022 <laughs> except that maybe who knows it yeah, anyway. We're Listen, everybody, see. everybody just walk in quietly. Don't <laughs> touch anything. Don't touch anything. Don't don't call it for your year. Like just That's everybody right. be quiet. No promises, but anyway, we're we're looking forward to 2022 just to see Amen. what happens, right? Yes. Uh, all right. So we are going to have a huge discussion, and this is going to be completely Easter eggy, spoiler filled. It's going to have all the. <laughs> All the drama, all the discussion dropped down on you guys. Um, and, you know, there's probably going to be some squealing, at least on my part, when it comes oh, yeah. to talking about anything Tom and Zendaya, because I'm a little obsessed, people. I am, okay, I'm a lot obsessed right now. I was going to say, a little, really. Yeah. <laughs> I am, Are we I am, not telling the truth right now? <laughs> I, I am very obsessed. And the the other movie that I actually wanted to um, jump on and do a fangirl um, podcast about was Tick, Tick, Boom earlier this year. Oh. And uh, if you, I don't know if you, either one of you have seen it yet, but it's Andrew Garfield. And also like he stoked, I, 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 I hate to say this guys, but I had no idea he was such a freaking phenomenal actor until I watched this movie. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, hold up. He was Spider-Man. Did I not see those Spider-Man movies? I never saw the amazing Spider-Man movies with Andrew Garfield. I never what? saw that. I know. 
Wow. Never saw them. Yeah. So I had to correct that, obviously, after I saw Tick, Tick, Boom and fell in love deeply, madly with Andrew Garfield and his just amazing talents and then swung over and had to watch those other two films, which... Uh, again, the whole time I'm watching this, I was like, what was wrong with me? Why didn't I watch this? Why do people say these are terrible movies? I don't think they're terrible movies. I think they're, you know, they're I can all see some, different in their own all way. Correct. Think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I completely For his movies, it was, it was definitely the script. It was the scripts and the stories at a thousand percent, a thousand (laughs) percent. But the acting between him and Emma Stone. Oh, that was so, oh my God, the chemistry between the two. The chemistry was amazing, right? And so there's so much good. Anyway, we're going to jump more into that here in a little bit. But I just want to give a little background as to like where we've been, why we've been gone, why this is bringing us out of... (laughs) semi-hiatus um and that's right have you seen the movie that's what brought us out oh my god that's true that's true that's true um all right so you know me i'm patty holiday uh you can find me on all socials at no guilt life uh usually talking about how amazing whatever (laughs) movie or tv show that i'm obsessed with at the time um you know i just tweet a lot about them um y'all just search the tom day Hashtag and you'll find Patty all over the internet. Well, <laughs> true. Or if you come, if you come join the Marvel Moms Facebook oh, group, no. which you don't have to be a mom, but you do have to love Marvel because we don't yes. do DC there. Um, mm. <laughs> you will also get my daily reminder on how amazing Tom Dea are. <laughs> I can't help myself. Um, All right. uh, Totally. I mean, I am the middle-aged moms fan club president for these two right now. Um, Meet. Hi. Say hi to Julia and Ashley, which if you've listened before, you are going to recognize their voices. Um, They have been helping me out with all these discussions about, uh, what did we talk about, guys? We talked about talking to the- Loki! Loki. And did we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier? And what WandaVision? Did we do Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Did we skip that I don't think we skipped it, I think. I feel like we skipped it. You and I did WandaVision, and um, Julia joined us for Loki. Okay. And we I took it, again, yeah. not because I didn't like Falcon and Lone Shoulder, just, again, timelines and different. breakups. Yeah. yeah, just I wasn't time. able to commit at that time. So that's why. And we haven't talked about Hawkeye, no. but no, we have no. discussed it, and we are thinking that we're going to try to, after we see the finale here, uh, we're going to try to get together. Next week, I know it's tomorrow. Uh, we're going to try to get together next week, maybe, and talk about Hawkeye for y'all because there's a lot of fangirling oh, to be had okay. in this series. Uh, yeah, like new Christmas favorite, right? We're going to have to watch this every year at Christmas. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Elena um, forever, uh, uh, Yelena. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, Julia, introduce yeah, yourself. Say hi to everybody. Tell us where people can find you if you want to do so. Yeah. Hey, friends. It's me, Julia. Um, I am Queenie11078 on the socials, and I am quite possibly the world's largest Tom Hiddleston slash Loki stan. Yep. Um, But, you know, I give love to the other Toms, too, and Tom Holland being one of them, he is precious. So, yeah, excited to talk about Spider-Man with you guys. Thanks for coming back. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, who are you? Where are you? Where can we find you? Oh, man. Existential crisis. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Ashley. Uh, you can find me on my website with ashleyandco.com. I'm on Twitter at that Ashley Aaron. 
always talking about geeky things. Uh, I write for CBR.com and I also have my own podcast, Geek Girls Universe. And I don't know, like, am, am I the biggest Chris Evans stan? I feel like Patty might want to fight me for that. I don't know. Tanya but, might take you out on that one, Ash. I mean, I'd be willing to, like, go toe-to-toe <laughs> if I had to for him. I'm just saying. Love it. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, everybody has their guy, right? And, yep. uh, you know, My full boo, disclosure, yes. <laughs> full disclosure, mine has, like, come and gone over the years. Like, I absolutely love the one that I'm with at the time. Um, but I, I first entered the Marvel fandom by way of, uh, Chris Hemsworth's biceps in Thor and, um, no, um, and I've stuck around and then Chris Evans and, uh, Captain America, that character just really got to me and, and I, and I adore him, uh, personally as well as the character itself. So there's that. Tom Hiddleston, <sighs> what a phenomenal oh, human being! No, 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 no. <laughs> this is good. I mean, partially sound of his name. <laughs> partially, I blame you because you exposed me to so much Tom over the years that oh, I'm Tom like, amazing. You know, shaking my head, going, amazing. "I get it. I get the Tom love," and he is just as you should. Yeah, absolutely amazing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, my current my current obsession as we mentioned, <laughs> is Tom and Andrew. Like I'm, I'm like digging both. And that's not to slight Toby. There's nothing wrong with Toby, y'all. I absolutely, that was, Toby Maguire was my Spider-Man because he was my, I, I am of the right age that when those movies first came out, that's what I rushed to the theaters to see was Toby Maguire in these movies. So again, not that I don't love Toby, but there's just something that is <laughs> catching my attention. All, all I can think about is that episode of The Office where Toby leaves and Michael <laughs> starts singing, goodbye, Toby. Oh, <laughs> Uh, poor Toby. Poor but Toby. Yeah. yeah, different Toby, but poor Toby. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you know, love love all three versions of the Spider-Man that we have had. And um, yeah, so I, right now, I would have to say if I was going to tell anybody uh, again, and, and, and anybody that knows me, this is very much me is I'm a deep ender. I like jump into things and I get totally completely obsessed with like one thing for a while. Right now, that obsession is absolutely Spider-Man, all things Spider-Man. And that is because of this movie. I decided to go back and do a Spider-Man movie marathon because I couldn't completely remember uh, all the storylines or everything. And the rumors, okay, we're getting into the spoiler territory right now, just so everybody knows. I think yes. you've already probably caught on to that, but I did say it early, but I just wanted to repeat again. Um, but because of all these rumors of this movie that was coming out, I... I like to be in the know, you know, of the jokes and the mm -hmm. Easter eggs and the what everything that's going on. And so I knew that I, to enjoy this movie to the best of my ability, I wanted to go and rewatch all these movies. So I went back and I started with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and, you know, watched all three and then moved on to the Andrew Garfield, where again, I was like, where? he's the most chaotic Spider-Man ever and he's amazing and I love him and I'm so mad that I it just wasn't I think when those movies came out I was again just at a different point in my life and I just wasn't either paying attention to movies or 
paid attention to like rumblings that it wasn't as good or he's not as good as Toby Maguire or, you know, whatever drama was coming out at the time. And, and so also, I just yeah, wrote it also, off. I also think that Tom Holland has been such an incredible, like, combination of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like I yes. truly think he is the best of both. Yes. Whereas really I think Andrew Garfield was probably a better, like the best Spider-Man up until that point. And Toby was probably the better Peter Parker. If that makes right. sense. Nope. Makes sense. Yep. But Tom Holland is the whole enchilada folks. Correct. Like, he, yep. he is the moment. I love him. He, yes, yes. Yes. Completely. Yes. Completely. So, so that's how I got to this point is I had totally submerged myself in this whole Spidey universe um, to prepare to see this movie on opening night. And um, definitely for, for my personality and for me, it paid off. Now, if you have watched the movie and you thought it was okay, but you didn't like totally get into it, I just encourage you. At least I have a, a link and I'll put it in the show notes um, for like the three movies that you absolutely should watch before seeing this uh, mm-hmm. before seeing this one in the theaters. But I would encourage you to go back and watch them all, including in Into the Spider-Verse, which is the Miles Morales oh, version. I love so that good. one. It's an excellent. Like, I mean, honestly, I sat and watched all of these movies and the only bad one <laughs> – only, and it was bad. It was bad. I can't. I can't help but say it. But it was bad. Is uh, the Tobey Maguire the third Tobey Maguire one, Spider Man three? Yeah, it is just not good. It is so much trash happening in this movie and weirdness. And I just was shaking my head, going, "What am I watching?" Like I couldn't believe how. <laughs> Awful it was. Um, so that being said, you still need to watch it though because it's got some key points that come up that actually play into and is are mentioned that you might miss or you might not understand the connection. Um, which I think, as Marvel is so good at doing, they found a way to connect um, all of these Sony movies. Along with the Venom movies, right? That got wrapped in there and connected. Then, of course, you know, mentioning the Avengers and the official MCU stuff that came into it. Like, they're just so good at interweaving and bringing callbacks and stuff, which Ashley has entire amazing blog posts to discuss all of those (laughs) things. We will link those in show notes for you as well. Um, if you I went get- home and read her recap and Easter mm-hmm. eggs as soon as I got home from the theater. Yeah. Just to make sure, because there were certain parts of the movie. We'll get into it in a minute, but there was, in one of the opening scenes, I was like, how did I miss that that's who that was? Right. Right. <laughs> you know? When I, um, when I Googled it, I was coming up with like, you know, some of these big, big sites and I was just like, and I would read them and I was like, okay, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And then I got to Ashley's and I was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I was looking for. Yeah. This I got the is meat and potatoes. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> like you just, you, you pulled out all of the really good stuff. So, and it was stuff that um, somebody like me who, you know, I obviously consider myself a big MCU fan, but I am not nearly as nerdy, geeky, you know, on the comic book level or, or anything like that as as most um, when it comes to that thought process. But 
a lot of these I caught as a, like a fleeting, that's probably somebody, but I'm not sure who it is. I'll read yep. Ashley's post later and she'll tell me, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was kind of one of those things. Like I knew there was a joke there, but I didn't know what it was. So I had to go actually, back I actually updated it. Cause I've seen it three times now. And when I came home the third time, I was like, Oh yes. I like had like four more things to add to it. Oh, and, and my know. friend, okay. my friend who was watching it um, prior to that was like, man, I just, I kept going. I bet that's something. I bet that's something. I bet Ashley caught what that is. It's got to be something. They're showing it too long. You know, like there's numbers on the screen. They mean something. I'm like, welcome to my world. (laughs) Yes. I think, and I think that that's um, a very important like thing, blanket statement that we can make about this particular movie about No Way Home is that it is so packed full of stuff that when you get a chance to see it, I guarantee you one viewing is not going to be oh, enough. Nope. Even <laughs> if you are not like a major Spider-Man fan, I still feel like if you have any interest in any of, you know, I'm waving my arms over here at the Marvel universe. If you have interest in any of that, you will need this to be a second, third uh, watch through. I mean, I'm not saying like you have to go to the theater for three times. I'm just saying eventually when it comes out on streaming, this is going to be something you will sit and watch again and again, because there's so much that happened um, that is cool and important. Um, but also what I loved about it is by saying there's so much, I never felt overwhelmed watching this movie, like in a bad way. I never felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't catch up to things. Um, I felt like the pacing was very well done and kind of the explanation is to like, you know, Act one, this happens. Act two, this happens. And then we get to act three. That one was the one, it was act three that I was like, I need to come back and just like sit and watch this three times in a row. Like that was where I really did feel like I had to like pay attention, pay attention. But um, the first two I felt like were very well paced out. Um, So it's a great movie. I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you probably have watched it. Maybe you have some questions as to who, what, where, when, why, or how this may affect you know, down the road, or maybe you just want to fangirl out with the rest of us over how adorable Tom and Zendaya were, because we're going to talk about that, of course. And also Um, talk about the fact that finally, you know, since Endgame, I I almost feel bad saying this, right? Because Shang-Chi was such a good movie, but it didn't give me the same emotional impact that No Way Home did. Like I felt during Spider-Man, like I did during Endgame. And there was, you know, like an hour long stretch where I just didn't stop crying because I was just so moved by everything that was happening. It was, uh, it was, it was what we needed. I think. I think that was one of the coolest things about this movie is that it, it absolutely was like the end game experience Mm -hmm. in the sense that we laughed, we cheered, we cried, we cheered some more, we cried some more. (laughs) Um, No, it had all of those elements in it that particularly right now where we are as a society, I think it really um, was exactly what we needed. Just like you said, I I just, I felt that way too. Um, (laughs) My son said it to me at the end because he had to sit next to me. It kind of (laughs) worked out that way. And so at the end, he looked at me and he said, oh my God, I forgot how extra you are during these movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I was, you know, <clears throat> cheering and fist pumping and quietly crying into my like bucket of popcorn. And then there were times where I wasn't quietly crying because people around me weren't quietly crying. So it was, it was really funny. It's like, 
Well, this was yeah. like, this was an event. And I know, um, that, you know, we all have our own feelings about <clears throat> going to an event like this in yeah. the middle of a global pandemic, which a lot of people are like, I can't go. I can't see this because I'm not willing to risk it. I fully respect that. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been going to the movies since they reopened, um, but I'm also very strategic about it. And, um, I have, I have like a specific seat where it kind of tucks me into the corner and nine times out of 10, nobody sits next to me for this particular showing. I had bought two seats because I thought my husband was going to be able to go. He wasn't able to go. So I ended up having like a little buffer right around me. And nice, so, nice. um, so in, in my particular case, I, I felt good about, about going, even yeah. though it was the first completely packed theater that I had been back into. Mm-hmm. Um, just to side note on Shang-Chi, I actually saw that one, I think a total of five times in the movie theater because I, love that one. I, I loved, loved it. it. I really did too. <laughs> and so, but, but I do agree with you, Julia, in the sense that it doesn't hit the same as, as, no. as a Spider-Man movie does. And I think that that's a fair comparison. I mean, I think if Simu Liu was here, he'd say the same thing, right? I, yeah. I don't, I don't think I mean, anybody, we haven't had as much time with Shang-Chi yes, as we've had yes. with Spider-Man. So, I mean, that's just, that's going to happen. We literally watched him grow up. Oh, you know what I mean? And he was a baby. This, right, you know, this right. teenager that, like, was so wanted to impress Mr. Stark, you know, <laughs> to, to saving half the universe. And, you know, then being a man and realizing the cost of what it actually means to be spider-man like yep mm-hmm. just all of it. watching that all oh my god i'm getting chills thinking about i it. know i know you're gonna make <laughs> me cry okay um so so that's the, so that's just kind of how we got to this point this is why we're talking about it um julia did you do any re-watching or did you just remember or did you have time for any of that i didn't have time and i i for the most part remembered i do feel like i need to go back and watch toby mcguire's spider-man mm-hmm. um but yeah, and, and actually, I didn't get to watch it on Thursday night, which is rare for me. Like, that never happens. I always go watch Marvel movies on Thursdays, but when they open, it just worked out where I had to go on Saturday. So I avoided the internet like a boy. <laughs> like a boss. Oh, my gosh. Because, you know, I had heard all the rumors during filming and, right. um, you know, there were there were so many things in the movie that I was like, yeah, okay, so that really was the world's worst kept secret. But holy cow, when the reveals happened. It was no less like wonderful, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I do think I need to go back and watch Toby's and you're right. I do need to go back and watch it again. I, I want mm-hmm. to, but I don't know that anybody's going to want to go with me. So oh, I'll, I'll go with down. you. We'll go. <laughs> actually, and I'll be down there. Yeah. We'll yeah, nice. come down. Okay. We'll, you know what? We'll I'll just fly up there. Okay. Yeah. It's actually easier. You just come up here. I'll Your sister's up, up here. You, you can there come you see us. Yeah. All right. That works. Ashley, obviously you've seen it three times, so you're clearly all in on this. Um, did you feel like you needed to do a rewatch or a pre-watch before, or were you uh, solid in your Spidey knowledge? So I felt pretty solid in my Spidey knowledge. I did not rewatch. Um, and to be honest, I'm, we actually were discussing this yesterday on Twitter and I like blew a couple people's minds. I'm not a fan of the other Spider-Man movies like at all. Um, when the Toby one came out, I don't know if I was old enough to care maybe or to- spider. So like I told you after I screened the movie, Spider-Man's not my dude. Like, right. He's never right. been my favorite hero. 
Um, he's just, he's not my man. So I never rushed out to see anything with Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire never did it for me. <laughs> Got it. And Andrew Garfield, when his Spider-Man movies came out, I just, I really had no desire to be like, oh my God, Spider-Man. Um, so Tom Holland is my Spider-Man. Okay. And so I didn't go back and rewatch, but I still felt confident in my, in my knowledge. And yeah, when I watched it Monday night, I watched it as a screener for press and the press group, there was definitely some nerds in the group because we were the ones reacting the most. Julia's talking about being extra. Girl, <laughs> come watch a movie with me when it's like I a Marvel to. movie. I want like, to be among my people and not like, you know, getting a it's, it's elbow jab and an eye roll. <laughs> no, I'll be jabbing you like, oh my God, did you see that? Like smacking you like, oh my yep. God, I'm freaking out. The second um, post credit scene, I yelled out, oh shit. And my kid was like <laughs> shushing me, you know? And I was like, are, are you not watching what I'm watching? Right, right. How oh, do you God. not react? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. With the press screening, it's like very few people got as excited as I did with the post credit scene because I was like, oh my God, do you realize who that is? I was losing it. Um but no, I went Thursday night and like those were definitely my people no. <laughs> because they were losing their minds at every point in time I knew they would. And I was like, yes, these are my people, like completely nerding out. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, funny. I went to the movie theater a little bit early on uh, Thursday night. And there's a restaurant attached to our movie theater. So I popped in there and there was some, everybody was sitting at the bar getting ready to go see the movie. So I sidled up to the bar, had a drink and started chatting with these two fans. And it was cool because one of them was a total comic book nerd. The other one was just like, I love Spider-Man. Like I just love Spider-Man. And then there Mm -hmm. was, and so like, we just all had our different, but it was kind of cool because like pre-gaming and, you know, we talked a little bit about how excited we were for the movie. And then I go into my movie and Truly, my the people that I was in this theater with um, did not react as much as I thought they would. They reacted, but not as much as I thought they would. And I was a little disappointed in that because that's mm-hmm. part of the whole thing for me as such a big fangirl. I love to be surrounded by people who are on that same mm-hmm. level, who want to like – I mean, there's some um, – you know, blog post that's out there right now. Somebody saying, Spider-Man fan, shut up. Like, you know, be quiet. Oh, Very, I saw that. You know, time. and I'm just like rolling my eyes going, no, you don't get it. Like, we want to watch it like this. Like, yeah. that's, this is our Super Bowl type thing. Like, we yeah. want to have that excitement exactly. and that, exactly. you know, cheering and, and all of that stuff. And so I love it. Um, flip side, my husband hates going to movies on opening nights for that very reason. He <laughs> doesn't want to have other people yelling and cheering. He also doesn't want to be in a packed theater at this point in life. And so that's why I tend to go without him because I'm like, I'm not waiting. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to change my experience. Right. I'm no. going to go and have this whole. Maybe I should send Nate with Rob to the movies. Seriously. We, so we should make my, that happen. Yeah. My husband, him and I were talking about that because when we went, so he didn't see it till Saturday with the kids and like yeah people in the theater were cheering a little bit but it definitely was way more subdued than the Thursday night crowd and he was he was fine with that because I was telling him how you couldn't hear the dialogue on Thursday Some of it, people mm-hmm. were just like oh my yeah. god like screaming and so yeah he's the same way he's like I don't really like like all that but my husband yep. also doesn't get super excited about like really anything so. <laughs> yeah. he's kind of chill he's kind of chill so yeah chill. um so i saw it thursday night opening night i thought it was going to be it was a packed house but i thought it was going to be like you know 
end game levels of craziness. Yeah. And it wasn't that it was it wasn't bad. It just wasn't that much. I had tickets to go see it again Friday morning, and it was the first matinee. And I did not have high hopes for it to be like a wild and crazy crowd because, in my experience, um, that Friday morning matinee folks are very chill. Like I I saw Endgame the Friday morning um, after it had opened. And that whole theater was silent the entire time. Yes. What? Yes. I mean, I'm over here crying, I mean, weeping, cheering what? in my own little corner. And everybody else was just like, nobody was reacting. I was like, do you guys not see what you're getting? Anyway, so I, I, I usually, but in this case, I was like, I'm going to see it Thursday night. I will have gotten that experience. And then I will go see it again Friday. And I will just be able to enjoy it for what it is for myself. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, you know, I got to give the, I got to give the tip off. People, you know, called in sick for work or took the day off or whatever the reason was, but it was a sold out 1130 AM IMAX Mm -hmm. experience for Spider-Man No Way Homes, completely packed place. And these folks went wild. Uh, all the points that you know you expected and you wanted it to happen, they did. And so the whole time I'm like half crying because I'm like, my people, my people, but then also crying because of what was happening on screen. Um, it was also good. And it was just, it was an experience. So my point being here is there's no bad way to watch this film. If you are a fan, you're going to love it regardless. If you are waiting for it to come out on um you know, on streaming. I totally respect that and get that. Unfortunately, probably by the time you get there, a lot of things are going to be spoiled, but I still think you'll, you'll get uh, the impact of it. And depending on how you feel about spoilers, like I have no problem with them. In fact, uh, (laughs) as I sat at that bar, having my margarita, I pulled up the Reddit thread and I read through the spoilers (laughs) And (laughs) and I wanted to know who to expect or what was happening. Um, and I will tell you one thing that also, um, knowing a confirmation beforehand, um, which I did get again from Reddit because Reddit spoils everything. So stay, that's like Reddit and Twitter are the two, but I I would say say Reddit and Twitter, I would say Reddit for sure. Stay Mm -hmm. off of it. If you don't want um, anything to get leaked out ahead of time, but um, thanks to Reddit, I knew for sure that Matt Murdock showed up and I never watched the daredevil series. Okay, that's the moment that I was like, who is that guy? Yes, see, that's, that's that, and that, that I, I would have known like that it was Matt Murdock, but I wouldn't have gotten, I wouldn't have like gotten the impact because I wouldn't have known anything other than like um, a hi. general idea of who he was. So I have a picture with Charlie Cox and I did not recognize him. Dead. Oh, you are so I'm funny. Kicking myself Dead. after the fact, like, what? Wait, what? You are so funny. Dead. So, so yeah, that's this is where spoilers <laughs> like in in um increase my appreciation for films. I know it, I'm weird, and this is not the normal for everybody. But for me, um, I read that I think on Monday or Tuesday, probably Tuesday, and I started watching the Daredevil series on Netflix before um, I went and saw the movie. So I'm going to start watching that. It's so good. It is so good. I think you should. It's going to make a lot of people probably go back and watch it. Not just because of that, but Kingpin from Hawkeye. Kingpin is also from that show. I was going to say, and it's rolling into the next thing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And so, and I think I learned that by, you know, reading these things. I was like, okay, so Daredevil, if you haven't started watching that, 
and uh, you are interested again on how things like tie in and whatever, that's a show you're going to want to get on the bus with. Uh, yeah. Three seasons, I think, on Netflix. Um, yeah, and that was confirmed through Kevin Feige that um, Daredevil would be in the MCU. I don't think this is the only time we're going to see him. No, nope. um, he has a really strong tie-in to Maya Lopez, who's Echo on the Hawkeye. Show. I was going to say, mm-hmm. don't you think he? There's a possibility that like tomorrow we could see I him. I do. I okay, do. I think so too. Um, Yes. So, uh, Julia, when we get off of this, go queue up Netflix and at least start watching uh, the first to. the first She's episode. Like, I'm already doing it. Yeah, I'm just already been Um. So anyway, so that that that's that was one of the big reveals that was like leaked in advance or guesstimated in advance, but um, was something that I was prepared for because I watched it. Uh, you know, I in the nick of time, I slipped it in there, so I knew what it was going on. Um. But yeah, that was very cool. And I can't, and I love this character from, again, I'm only like four episodes into Daredevil, but what I've seen of him, I'm like, all right, I am down with like what is happening. So I need more Daredevil in my life. So I'm so excited that that sounds like it's a potential and it sounds like that's where we're going. And especially if um, there's a Kingpin tie in to Hawkeye and mm-hmm. that's in Daredevil and then Echo. And uh, see, I didn't know that. So, you know, it's all coming together, people. So hopefully that gives you, if you're looking for your next next binge, there you have it. Um, let's go through the movie and start kind of with a little recap. And then we can like throw in what we liked and what we didn't like. This is probably gonna be a really long episode. So I hope you guys are all <laughs> hanging in there with us. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, and get that started. Ashley, I'm going to, as always, toss it over to you. And then Julia and I will give oh. our color commentary. <laughs> right. Gosh, this is a long one. Okay. So, well, No Way Home begins uh, at the end of Far From Home. So you get that audio of Mysterio going, oh, he's attacking me on the bridge. You hear Peter, you know, that edited audio that made it sound like mm-hmm. Peter was ordering let's just, let's just say this about Mysterio. He is the pettiest mofo in the oh, MCU. Oh, he's trash. <laughs> he's sure trash. I know he, I love that word a lot, but he really is. He, <laughs> I mean, Taylor he told you. Taylor told mm-hmm. you he's trash. <laughs> she sure did. Uh, she gave us the heads up on things. I just... I just have to laugh because I was like, he didn't do this for any point but to ruin Peter Parker's life. Like, and he he literally did. He has changed the whole course of all these people's lives by this one act because he's a petty mofo. And I'm glad he died on that bridge. Okay, next. So, yes, (laughs) Uh, it starts there. We get um, Peter and and Zendaya. Um, <laughs> Peter and MJ are swinging through the city. They are now being mobbed and questions. And it's, it's, it's like in real time as literally what just happened from right. the end of far from home. Um, yeah. And I thought some of the sweetest moments was when, you know, <laughs> they finally get back to Peter's apartment and mm-hmm. all of that that's happening with Happy and happening with um, Aunt May and like Aunt May walks in on him and thinks like something's going on. And but then she like totally, as a mom would do, she's like, oh, wait a minute. Hi, you're MJ. Like she turns back around and like goes back in and introduces herself, which was so sweet and so cute. Uh, mm-hmm. Just total mom. <laughs> 
Yeah, that whole moment of like he's trying to get them not to look at the television. And yes. <laughs> or yes. not look at outside and not look at their phones and the television's like, oh, I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, awkward. Um, so the DODC, they are the Department of Damage Control. They first showed up in Spider-Man Homecoming. That's who Vulture kind of like interacted with before he got like real salty. You know, right? The government mm-hmm. came in. Mm-hmm. It's a joint venture with Stark. At least in the beginning. Um, anyway, so the agent that arrests him is Officer P. Cleary. So he's clearly a nod to the comics of Albert Cleary, who's one of the finance guys of Damage Control. But he's one of the, like the named guys of Damage Control in the comics. So that was one of the things that the, you could tell who the super nerds were in the audience because they were like, oh, Cleary. <laughs> like, yep, there we go. There's my people. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um Tony's glasses with Edith are among the things taken. Um, Peter's like, but Nick Fury. And he's like, nah, bro, Nick Fury hasn't been off on planet for over a year. Because we know that, as we know, Talos was posing as Fury. And unfortunately, we didn't get any scrolls that we know of. Scroll action or Fury action in this movie. I was a little sad. Kinda right, wanted, right. I kind of wanted Talos to show up. But he didn't. Um, And then here we got Lose Your Mind Part 1 when Daredevil himself, Matt Murdock, with Charlie Cox reprising the role, is sitting in May's apartment. And when he catches that brick and Peter's like, my God, how did you do that? And he just says, I'm a really good lawyer. (laughs) Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I lost it. It was great. Yep, yep, yep. That was such a great moment. I cannot wait to see more of him. And yes, I, I... I feel like we'll see him tomorrow in the mm-hmm, author finale. Mm-hmm. Um, for Iron Man fans, the dummy robot was in Happy's apartment. That's that little thing that was like waving the arm. Going, wee, hey. Yes. Um, the teachers make their little small cameo when we go back to the school. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he's a conspiracy theorist. I was yes. like, oh my god. If he it was, said something it was, about like the flat earth, I'm going to die, but he yes. didn't. <laughs> it was, it was pretty great. Be, yes, exactly. Be, you know, Mysterio is right, you know. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, Peter's whole entire life is flipped upside down and he goes to school and, you know, he's getting it there too. Um, and what I thought was so, I don't know, like on the nose here is that, yes, every single kid in that hallway like had their phone out videotaping him as he walked by and I was just like yeah that's what would happen that's exactly what would happen yeah (laughs) yeah that was that was interesting because the you know going back Matt Murdock's character you know he's like yeah you're you're acquitted because there's no evidence or the evidence doesn't support the claim however there's the court of public opinion he also tells Happy that Happy's gonna need a lawyer and hello, we're getting a She-Hulk series, and She-Hulk is also a lawyer. Mm. So I'm just like, ew, little breadcrumbs. Because mm. <laughs> clearly Matt Murdock's not going to be representing him because he wouldn't have said, you need to get a lawyer. He would have said, I'll be your lawyer. So I'm all like, ooh, tie-in. Love it. Um, yeah. So the co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange is Steve Ditko, and his name is seen twice in the movie in Graffiti. So that was another nice little nod. Uh, the Lego Death Star gets destroyed again. I personally wonder how many times they've tried to rebuild that thing. <laughs> That's a lot I of know. pieces. <laughs> it, it, it's so sad, so sad. But um, <laughs> I think that comes with when you're a Legos person, if you're not gluing them down, like that's yep. just 
what's going to yeah. happen. But yeah, um, we get a one little nod to Liz Toomes, who was Peter's love interest in the first movie. She's on the cover of the People magazine that can be seen um, when he's near the Sanctum Sanctorium. Uh, Wong is now the Sorcerer Supreme, which according to Strange only happened because of a technicality. So now we know confirmation Wong was not dusted in the blip. He, in fact, survived. And I like how they can we go back to that though? Because, yeah, he come out like in the end game scene, the big fight scene, where like where did he come from? Like, I assumed that he had been dusted because he showed up with everybody else. Well, I think the conversation that he and Strange have, because Strange is like, is this everybody? And Wong's like, oh, you wanted more? Because like, I think Wong went around to the other sorcerers that were left or whoever came back and was like, all right, we got to open all these portals and send mm-hmm. all these people through. So I yeah. think it's just a, it was a basically like a giant text chain. Like, hey, <laughs> we all got to get to Wakanda for this, you know, fight. So get to work. Um, yeah, I like that, and I and I also like uh, you know Wong. Obviously, more breadcrumbs. You know, he was uh, in Shang Chi, and yep. now we know a little bit more as to like why he was there and not Doctor Strange was there. It's not like he was the errand boy. Right. He was a sor- so Shang Chi sang karaoke with the Sorcerer Supreme. Let's just put yeah. that out there. That's something like <laughs> That's you can cool. be pretty That's pretty baller. proud of. That's I baller. think That's kind of a big deal. Um, BFD right there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> also, I just love the fact, and I know Twitter was going crazy yesterday about Wong. They were like, if the if it ain't got to do with me, I'm out. It was a person. <laughs> it's long. Yep. I was like, for real though, he'll forever be like, oh no, see some stuff's about to go down. I'm out. I, I, I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, you know, that gif of like, you throw up the peace sign and you slowly fade, disappear. Yeah. <laughs> That's long. Like, Smart no. man. He for sure, I'm dead. He cracks me up. Um, yeah, so Strange uses a spell of forgetfulness and Peter's like, Oh, but can you like not do this? And can you do that? And, you know, like a kid, like he's messing up this spell that's being cast. Um, well, and let's talk about like why he's doing that. I loved that, you know, this was his motivation as he is watching his entire life is falling apart. Um, yep. He's lost yeah. MIT. Um, he has uh, just, he feels like, he's ruined it for MJ and for, um, uh, for Ned. And yeah, he's just like, I've got to do something to fix this. And as a kid, he thinks in a very kid like manner, well, who can fix this? Well, Dr. Strange can fix this. Like, I know, I know, I know Dr. Strange. So I'll go and ask him. And I I loved how, yeah, I know a guy. And so I love how he gets there and he tells him and strange, you know, kind of like goes, Oh yeah, actually there is something we could do. And, uh, you know, so that was a great little thing. But the, the main thing to note was that nobody would remember Peter Parker at all. Yeah. And when, as this is started up and starts going, Peter's starting to catch on like, wait a minute, that's, that's, that's not good because, you know, my girlfriend and my best friend and my aunt and happy and all these people who are very important in his life, you know, he didn't want them to forget him, uh, which I think is, also very, very reasonable. And so I totally understand why he would do that. So this whole thing gets messed up. And um, how does Dr. Strange not go over that with him to be like, listen, bro, <laughs> well, 
Well, it's going to go down. Have you ever had surgery before? Like, here's a, here's a legit question. Have you ever had surgery before? Yes. Okay. Surgeons are just like, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it. Like, yeah. they don't go over any details or touchy-feelies yeah. or yeah. anything, you know? They're just – so it, that's a very – actually a very Dr. Strange from a doctor surgery kind of perspective, in my that opinion. Yeah. And his personality would have just been like, yeah, I can fix it. Let's go do it. And and literally, that's what they did. And that's – at least in my experience with surgeons, that's how they responded and how they acted was, here's a problem. I can fix it let's go. And yeah. there was no in between. There was no discussion. There was no, no, you know, no patting on the hand, you know. So. I do like that it kind of explained better than the trailer why he would do this spell. Because the trailer made it look like he did the spell, Wong told him no, and he did it anyway. But it, yeah. the, right. the movie had, like, the dialogue made sense. And I was like, okay. When he's like, oh, do you remember this party? No, <laughs> that's why. That's why. <laughs> now I'm all like, it's like Budapest. I'm like, I want to know what happened at the party. Yeah. <laughs> well, so does Wong, because Wong's like, I don't remember. I wonder if it, so there was some definite karaoke. You sang karaoke with Shang-Chi. Um, that's what happened. <laughs> Uh, All right, so the spell happens, doesn't happen. There's a pause on it. So the spell happens-ish. It starts to break apart the multiverse. Um, So we see that purple that's from Loki. So see, there's a nice tie-in. It's been well-established, like with the quantum realm. And Loki, that purple is going to be our multiverse color. Um, And in the purple, you can see lizards form. So for people that were like, what is that thing? Like, that's a Spider-Man villain. It's lizard. And he's played by Reese Ifans, who is also playing Rasputin in The King's Man. That's also out this week. I'm (laughs) going to see that tonight. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we see Lizard. And I'm like, oh, there's Lizard. There he is. Um, So, Peter, (laughs) you're talking about how Peter wanted to fix it. And that's very true to a kid. But he didn't do the other step, you know, of like calling MIT. And Doctor Strange was like, really? Really? You didn't think to call them and ask them? He's like, well, I got the letter. I thought that was final. <laughs> and I'm like, it was, and that was also believable because I guarantee you, if I had the power to like cast spells, my kids would not do the simple thing of calling MIT. They would come to me and be like, can you cast something to fix this? <laughs> I seriously, I have a, well, I have I have a Peter Parker in my house. Okay, so I have a, a senior in high school. Well, he's graduated, but I mean, I have a, a high school nineteen year old uh, mentality time frame kind of kind of guy uh, that I live with, and I absolutely have had discussions like this where he's like, "I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run," and I'm like, "Have you called anybody? What?" You can do that? Yes. Yes. I'm like, I know in your head you have it built up like that they're just going to be mean or they're going to say no or the answer is or it's just like not done. But I guarantee you like the power of communication is amazing. What sorcery is that? Exactly. Exactly. It is sorcery. It's just a different brand of sorcery. It's a mom brand of sorcery. So um, yes, please, Peter, go talk to someone and try to see what you can make happen. It was brilliant. It was good. But it was also like, you know, they were so good about um, how you were talking about, Ashley, how Tom Holland is your Peter Parker. Um, 
and Julia, how you mentioned how Peter Parker's or how Tom is just so good at, at being both. Mm-hmm. And I think that what they did with MCU Spider-Man is absolutely um, just, they combined everything they got, the, they got the right casting, but then also the right writing for this character. You know, he is a dumb mm-hmm. kid. He is yep. a teenager. He <laughs> does want to impress people on one hand, but you know, has all of these great abilities and, and recognizes like doing good for good people. I mean, it was just, he was such a zoomer in this that I was just like, Oh, look at this sweet little baby Gen Z. Like I love him so much. Um, it was, it was great. It was just absolutely fantastic from all of those perspectives, which I think is why, um, at least from, from my point of view as a mom, who's kind of living with that kind of kid, you know, that, that age range, I could really connect to it. And I loved how, um, how they treated this particular character through the path of what he went through with this movie. It was just very, it was just so well done. All of it was so well done. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. So then this turns him, Peter goes off to find somebody at MIT that he can talk to, which he has a way to get there. He gets there and he starts that, which again, was very Spider-Man, very Peter Parker, very funny moments where he's like knocking on the window on a <sighs> you know parked car on a freeway to have this discussion with the MIT lady. <laughs> he's like, "Don't let MIT be dumb," and she says, "MIT's dumb." He's like, "No, no, I mean like dumb as I'm as I'm dumb for not letting them help me dumb if I was doing." And I think she goes, "You didn't rehearse that, did you?" <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So on the bridge, he's on the bridge. He's trying to talk to this the MIT admission lady because that's where Flash told him she would be. There's a Stan Lee tribute on the cab directly behind her car is 1228. Uh, that's Stan Lee's birthday, December 28th. Then he gets his little Spidey sense or his Peter Tingle, whichever one you want to call it. They call it the Tingle. <laughs> is your Peter, Peter Tingling? Tingle. <laughs> I was dead in that. Um uh, and also on the license plate on her car, it's a reference to the very first um, debut in the comics of Doc Ock, who is the first villain we see appear in the film. And so, yes, Doc Ock, Dr. Otto Octavius appears on the bridge. He wants to know what Peter did with his machine. That machine is a fusion reactor from Spider-Man 2. And that that quote, the power of the sun in the palm of my hand, that's also from the movie. Cause that's what he's trying to do. He mentions he should have killed Peter's girlfriend when he had the chance. He is not talking about RMJ. He is talking about Mary Jane and Spider-Man too. Cause he kidnapped her, but didn't kill her. Um, Doc Ock takes some of Peter's nanotech, but you know, this is how uh, devices work nowadays. Peter just paired it to his suit and it was like, Oh, looks like an Apple watch and I'm controlling it from my phone. And it's great. And Doc Ock's like, what is happening? He basically puts child restraints on Doc Ock's um, arms, which is hilarious. His tentacles. That was and so then, cute how Peter was like, <laughs> you know, know, he, he was, was, he was like, hey, <laughs> hey, you're not in control anymore. Okay. <laughs> Such a teenager thing to do to be like, to just mess with him. It was so funny. Yeah. So, uh, and then Green Goblin appears very briefly. Um, Doc is surprised to see him because they are from the same universe and in their universe, Green Goblin is already dead. Um, and then Dr. Strange has now captured Lizard and Doc Ock. He tells Peter, Hey, look, 
Now we're pulling in beings from other universes who know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So Peter's like, okay, I get it. I screwed up, but like, I need some help. So Ned and MJ come to help. Ned is literally all of us. If we got to walk into the sanctum (laughs) forum, he's having like a whole, a whole nerd moment as we would, right? Oh my God, we're in here. And Dr. Strange is like, oh God, I cannot believe you're in here. (laughs) And I love it because like uh, at one point, MJ like kind of gives us a little like, listen, Peter, next time ask us, let's talk about this before you make any big decisions, blah, 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 blah. Got it? And she, and he's, she's, he's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. And then he turns to Ned. He's like, Ned, how about you? And Ned's like, oh, I'm good. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Ned's just like, dude, we're friends. It's cool. Like, shit happens you know let's just move on let's uh, do you see where we are look at what we're doing you know like totally yeah I, I jacob really is a phenomenal ned and it was so much fun yes. in this movie oh my god i totally relate to ned going i don't really care what you're talking about i'm in the undercroft of the correct sanctum, and this is so cool look at a crossbow i'm holding a crossbow you know <laughs> um so they have to Scooby-Doo this-ish. And <laughs> basically what that means, because so many people are like, what is he even talking about in the trailer? Uh, what he's talking about is basically like, get on your laptops, get on your phones, like Scooby, like, you know, Velma always does. And figure this out. Find your bad guys. Um, so they figure out that there's been some sort of disturbance out in this military area, out in the field. Peter swings out to find Green Goblin and instead encounters Sandman and Electro. Before Electro takes like complete shape, he's blue, which the original version of Electro in the movie was blue. Sandman helps Peter fight, which is nice because in fact, he was one of the, I think he was the only one redeemed in the movies by the end without dying. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. However, he doesn't really trust this Peter because Hey, this Peter's not his Peter, right? So it's like, wait, what am I doing? Yeah, he calls him different Peter. Okay, different yes. Peter. <laughs> yeah. So he sends them back to the Sanctum because Doctor Strange has given him special webbing that will basically one zap sends them to the holding cell. Lizard makes a comment about how Electro looks different in this world because now he doesn't look like a blue weird looking thing, which was a joke because everybody hated the way he looked in the movies. <laughs> so they fixed it. All right, Um, let's take a pause and talk about these villains. All right. Because I think that was one of my annoyances with the original Spider-Man is that they were, uh, they were still trying to, trying to straddle, I think the line a lot with um, very comic booky type feelings versus what we get with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I feel like, it's not as comic, not, not as like straight comic book. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know how I'm explaining that, but these villains, um, I didn't connect that much to, or didn't love or didn't hate. I just like, they were, they were the villains, right? Like the lizard Mm -hmm. thing, whatever, like the whole, that whole lizard thing just didn't do anything for me. Um, Electro, I wanted to, like get into that one because I like Jamie Foxx as an actor a whole lot, but I think they kind of did him dirty in that. In oh, that. for sure. Was it was terrible. awful. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. So at the very least, I think he can be happy that they gave, that, that he got a redo because they did him mm-hmm. right in this one. He was hilarious, but also creepy. 
as a villain in this movie. You know, he basically was like, all right, all right, I'm on board. But if it goes sideways, I'm going to fry you, you know, and, and he and I think he would have like without question. Yeah. So, you know, there was this is an interesting thing is that we get all the villains together minus Screen Goblin. He hasn't shown up just yet. They get them all together and they kind of tell them what they're trying to do or what they want to do. And Sandman's like, cool, cool, cool. Like, let's do this. But he's also wary still. But the others are just like, well, like you can try, but it ain't going to fix it. Like, you know, we're, we're bad guys, you know, you're not going to fix us. And um, it was just, uh, I, I just really liked and appreciated this, uh, um, this version of all of the villains more so than I did in the previous ones. And obviously I just watched all the other movies, so I could definitely compare, you know, between them, but they were all so much better. I thought Doc Ock, was amazing um, oh, in yeah. this one. Yeah. Yeah. He really uh, just, it was, uh, he took you up and down and all over the place, but he was really great here. And then Willem Dafoe. Oh my oh, gosh. The goat. We stand. Oh, hello. He so wow. I mean, I, and I'm so glad that in this one, he didn't wear the mask very often because yeah. we actually right. got to see crazy, <laughs> crazy eyes and his <laughs> expressions and a masterclass in villainy right there. 100%. 100%. It was so, it was so great. It was so great. And, and again, like, because I was able to kind of compare with what I had seen before um in the original toby mcguire version like he was okay you know but it just i don't know it just didn't ever quite hit me in the right way this one just as actors as they were able to develop these characters and i'm sure like you know he sat on it for 20 years and he was just like what can i do or how can we make this different or whatever um but you change a lot obviously in 20 years and you could just see that growth in all of their characterizations. Every single one of them, I felt like gave very strong performances compared to what they had done in the previous ones. So again, if you do sit down and you decided to watch um, the other movies ahead of time, or you go back and watch them, uh, you'll probably see what I'm talking about. I just feel like this, the versions of all of these guys that we're getting now are absolutely the best villain versions that we've gotten uh, by far. And it was all amazing. I mean, just yes. so and good. The, and they, so and good. they've all benefited from CGI, like the new CGI. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. They all got upgrades. They, they all yes. had those makeovers like Electro, but Electro for sure. Like he was the one that it. desperately needed it. Yes. yes. Love How you that. like that new, new? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. We, li- we like it. <laughs> We're living for it. Yep. Yep. So, okay. So they get in there and they come up with a plan and, uh, you know, I laugh because they put MJ in charge of the box. Yes. And this box contains the spell. And basically the answer is if anything goes sideways, she's going to push the button and send you all back to where you came from, where some of you are going to die when you go back. So mm-hmm. we're trying well, to right before that is keep when, that from happening. Uh, yes. So right before that, is when he encounters Norman Osborn. So Norman Osborn is Green Goblin. We see Green Goblin. We see Norman kind of take control of himself because Green Goblin's almost like split personality like thing going on. Um, he breaks the mm-hmm. helmet, which we just said was gr- a great choice because Willem Dafoe didn't need that helmet to be terrifying. In fact, I would say he was <laughs> probably true. more terrifying without it. <laughs> um, he ends up at Feast, which is Aunt May's charity. 
Peter races through. That's a shot that we saw in the trailer. He's running through trying to save her. But it's Norman that he sees, not Green Goblin. They may convinces him to help all of them, right? Don't don't just send them home. Help them. They each yes. realize that they were pulled from their universe at the very moment where they're fighting Spider-Man and they're about to die, right? Everybody dies, like I said, except Sandman. So Strange has now locked this unruly spell inside of a magical artifact, the box. And he's like, all I got to do is push this button and we can send everybody home. However, Peter takes it because he doesn't want these guys to go home to die. He takes the box from Strange. They run out. He runs outside. Strange pushes Peter's astral form out of his physical form. Yet Peter is somehow still able to move. I think that's got some something to do with some spidey sense right there. And we get our first little Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse visual. The little lines going around Peter's mm-hmm. human looking for his astral form looks like the Spider-Verse when the Spidey sense is going off. So the cloak of levitation goes after Peter and it even gets on top of him. Kind of like in what if, however, this time it's not trying to help him. It's trying to stop him. Strange okay. breaks into us. Okay. Yep, Hold on. You, yep. You've mentioned what if, and here's my bad. <laughs> my first MC- what if. <laughs> my, my bad MCU confession. Oh, don't tell me. I, yeah. I watched three episodes <gasps> and that was it. Uh, it Girl. just wasn't. It just wasn't my jam, and I kept thinking at some point that I would ask Ashley um, how necessary. Like, so this is the question: Do you need to watch What If? Do you think we need to watch What If to see what is coming further down the line for the MCU, or was it a? I I was thinking it was like standalone stories because. The last one I watched was like the zombies. And I was like, how is that going to like factor into the rest of the movies? It's not right. So we can like just assume that this is all standalone type things. However, when I asked you about like bad Dr. Strange, you, you called him something. What'd you call him? Dark Dr. Strange or strange Supreme, strange Supreme. Okay. You called him something. And I was just like, Oh, what's that? It must be but yeah, evil Doctor Strange, essentially. And yes, okay. so what if? What if is very? Uh, you have got to watch What If before okay. Multiverse of Madness. Okay, <laughs> I'm with you though, Patty. I watched them all, and I was kind of like, huh, okay, that that was that was something. Yeah, I just uh, I couldn't but, uh, carve out the time, and I which is rare because I always do for these kinds of shows, but I just couldn't get into the What If so. No. Good well, to know. Anybody kind of listening, important. it's important, is what Ashley's saying. So if yes, you're, it's a good time investment, which I'm get, glad that I put the investment in. Okay, all right. So, so, th- so we can go back. Okay, co- so go on, continue. Okay. <laughs> so yes, in what if episode five? Since Patty hasn't watched it, um, <laughs> it's right. You know, I don't mind. Spi- you know, you know, I don't mind spider uh, spoilers. So it's fine. Yeah. So <laughs> the cloak of levitation actually helps Peter out in that episode. So that same visual happens here, except like I said, the cloak is not out to help him, but to stop him because he's taken the box. Strange creates a mirror dimension, which we all know from the first Dr. Strange movie to deal with Peter and not cause damage to the world around them. However, Peter figures out this is just a big math problem and it's an Archimedes spiral. He traps strange in the mirror dimension, takes his sling ring and bounces out. The other visual to spider verse happens in this with the train battle which if you remember Spider-Verse, I believe the final battle, there's like, they're on that train. There's like Mm -hmm. a train floating around the air. So we get Mm -hmm. the same, the same thing here. 
Um, there's a shot of the new and improved Statue of Liberty holding Captain America's shield, which I love <laughs> that it. That made me giggle. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love caps. So I'm like, woo, cap. <laughs> that was the total, like, I understood that reference because that's a callback, which we just saw from Hawkeye. Exactly. When Yelena's yeah. having her macaroni and cheese and she's like, I want to see the new and improved uh, yeah. Statue of Liberty. And yeah. now we know what she meant. Yeah, because I, you know, we didn't know what she meant at that point. I was just like, okay, Statue of Liberty got updates, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the updates that they got. Was uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the first nod to Hawkeye directly. Other, well, I say it's the second because there's a Rogers the Musical, um, mm-hmm. two different mm-hmm. Rogers the Musical ads, and when MJ and uh, Peter are first swinging past the people in the very beginning. So this is the second one, and then the third one comes at the end. Um, Norman says, I'm something of a scientist myself, which is again, another line from a previous film at Happy's. There is an arc reactor. Of course there is inside Stark cases, which is houses a fabricator that can make anything. So Peter's going to use this fabricator to help fix the villains. First, he fixes doc. Ock. He replaces the chip in the back of his neck, but then his spidey sense goes off. Green goblin is back in control. Electro takes the arc reactor. Green Goblin does his like signature cackle. Um, okay, we got to talk about this scene. Okay. That scene where his spidey sense goes off and he figures it out in a split second is so good. This is a yeah. scene that when, if you've only seen this movie once or maybe you've only seen it twice, like clue in on it when, and, and really focus in on what's happening um, the next time you see it. Because again, all the acting, all the spidey sense, all the tingle, all of it is happening and is really cool uh, to see go down. Um, that was one thing that I noticed like from the original um, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, like the very first one, it was very much a, which this is also part of the jokes um, <clears throat> throughout this movie. But in that one, you know, his Spider-Man kind of was created differently and they did play in a lot more with spider tingle and stuff like that than I felt like Andrew Garfield's got. And then Toby or um, Tom's has shown up here and there, but just not as, prominently i think as like in the very first spider-man that they did so it was cool to see that like come back and to be a very strong um moment that was happening right there because this was the turning point of the film yeah so this is the scene also where may dies because green goblin is now back in control of norman he it's an amazing fight sequence between peter and norman's Groblin. I mean, holy crap, Willem Dafoe, which I know he didn't do all of them, but he did a lot of his own stunts because that was his stipulation for coming back. And I was like, all hail the goat. Because, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, there, there was a lot of, of wildness going on there. There was also a lot of heartbreaking t- moments and times. And oh this my was, gosh, yes. again, one of those... Um, one of those times where we can focus in and really just see and say, which I think is sound, every time I say these kinds of things, I, I know it sounds so stupid, but um, holy cow, Tom Holland is a really good actor. Y'all like oh, yeah, we're is. not giving him enough credit. And I no, don't he think is. he's um, I, I think, uh, you know, what he's been in and what he's done thus far has all been very, uh, very good and very solid what he's doing as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man 
is truly really amazing. And it kind of drives me crazy that they don't give awards, you know, for these comic book characters, but he, I mean, he, if anybody is anybody, I feel like he, he's right up there with Robert Downey Jr. being Iron Man and with, um, um, Chris Evans being Captain America, like he is Spider-Man. Like he, he, he is all of it. He's all encompassing of it. But, um, these moments, these scenes where he is fighting with, goblin and he is concerned about may and just just guts you it just absolutely guts you and rips you inside out and over and over and it's beautiful and sad and horrible and Mm -hmm. really just the man the man just did a heck of a job in these scenes um Like yeah. I was, I was a mess. Actually, I think I was more of a mess when MJ and Ned find him on the roof and they yes. just hug him and he just breaks down yes. while Absolutely. they're trying to hold him together with Absolutely. their like arms. And I was like, I was crushed, crushed. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So yeah, we can. I couldn't let that one go by without talking just about how masterful this kid is and how I'm not kidding, guys. It, it may not be for Spider Man, but you know, someday we are going to have Tom Holland get up there and give some acceptance speeches because he's going to deserve it. And he is, he is, you know, (laughs) what the 30 under 30 to watch for or whatever. But I mean, he's, he's a really fabulous, fantastic actor. And I just don't think he gets the credit just yet for it, but um, it's coming. And if this film, I hope it's the turning point. I hope people are recognizing and cluing in on it. And, you know, I know he's made some comments about, he doesn't want to be Spider-Man for forever. And as much as we want him to be Spider-Man for forever, I fully respect like at some point that could be what, you know, people just assume that that's all he is. And I just am here to say that is not all. Tom no, he's got no, range. I, yes. I've, I've watched him in other things that were far more emotional and gave him the room to be, to use his range. And mm-hmm. my God, he's killed it. He's, mm-hmm. he's so talented. Really, really talented, but um, yeah. So that that was the 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 gut wrenching moment, the death that um, everybody talked about. We didn't know who it was going to be, and there you have it. He's now mm-hmm. officially like orphaned twice over. Um, ugh, anywho, that was, <laughs> ugh. yeah. Okay, so May May says the line: "With great power, there must also come great responsibility." Which, of course, people who have seen the other Spider-Man movies, I mean, I would think even if you haven't seen Spider-Man movies, you know the quote, you know mm-hmm. the variation of the quote, with great power comes great responsibility. But what she says is actually what Uncle Ben says in the comics, so it's the full line for those who want to be extra nerdy. Me. <laughs> I'm extra nerdy. Um, Ned and MJ are at his Lola's house, and they are just, they're sad. I mean, they're sad for their friend. MJ's like, I'm pushing this button. I'm sending everybody home. I don't care. And Ned's like, I wish we could just see him. And he's like gesturing with his hands and he's wearing Strange's sling ring and it begins to open like a portal. It's like little sparks are happening, like a sparkler. Uh, MJ's like, ooh, like do that again. (laughs) You know, try to find Peter. And he does. He does find Peter. However, it's not his Peter. It's It's my Peter. (laughs) And he comes in. It's it's funny because as soon as he came into focus and people saw the suit, mm-hmm. it was like the, lost their minds because they knew it was him. And he takes off the mask and he's like, well, who are you guys? And, he, you know, MJ throws bread at him. 
And he's like, why are you throwing bread at me? And she goes, do you have the tingle? He's like, yeah, but not for bread. Not for bread. (laughs) So then he crawled around the ceiling. He took care of some cobwebs, as one should do, if they're already (laughs) up there. This was just such a great introduction to him and his personality as Peter Parker, as Spider-Man. And obviously a little bit older and wiser, right? You know, because you got to remember that... This version of Peter Parker has seen some ish, has had some stuff go down already with um, the loss of Gwen, and he's mm-hmm. been dealing with that over unspecified slash you know period of time. Um, so you could see a difference in this Peter Parker versus you know Tom Holland's Peter Parker and um, the kids, you know, dealing with you know re- reacting with him, but. Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. It made me so happy to watch him um, truly just, again, talk about great acting. Um, Andrew Garfield, please go see mm-hmm. Tick, Tick, Boom. First of all, it's on Netflix. You don't even have to go anywhere. Like, go go watch it on Netflix. Um, if you have any interest in musical theater whatsoever, if you've ever seen Rent, this is the story of Jonathan Larson, and he plays Jonathan Larson, and it's fabulous and fantastic and if you have a musical theater nerdiness at heart um even if you're not like super nerd like i am not a super musical uh, theater nerd but i love the musicals very very much so i bawled through this entire movie um at the beauty of it all it was just so amazing and it's again it's andrew garfield andrew garfield andrew garfield so when he came through and he rips the mask off and he has all of this going on it was so fun to see him as Spider-Man again because, or, you know, as Peter, you know, and talking back and forth and just having the quips and whatever, because I felt like he was having fun with it. I felt like, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe the pressure was off. Like when you are Spider-Man and the whole movie is riding on you, it's one thing. But in this case, I thought both he and Toby Maguire were able to just be more comfortable in their roles. Yeah. So the next one through the portal, because Ned tries again. It's Tobey Maguire, and he's dressed as Peter Parker. He's not in a Spidey suit. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely looking older. They didn't de-age him. Um, but he realizes who MJ and Ned are, so he's clearly been watching like the television or reading the tabloids or whatever. And he's like, I just feel like your friend needs my help. Andrew says, our help. Well, that was after they like shot webs at each other. To which, again, Lola was like, clean up your mess. I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> which I just, I love that whole bit with the grandmother. Mm-hmm. She was great. I loved her. I was like, it was oh, cute. I need more of her. That was a wholesome moment. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. So they both want to help Peter, but they have no idea where he is. Toby mentions that he used to go to the Chrysler building to think Andrew says the Empire State building because it has a better view. They know what it's like to lose someone. Toby lost Uncle Ben. Andrew lost Gwen. And Ned, you know, they they do find Peter. He's on top of the Midtown uh, building, the school building. And that's when he learns about the other Spider-Men, Peter Parkers, that are now in his world. Um, Toby tells Ned about his best friend trying to kill him. That's referring to Harry Osborn, which is Goblin's son in spider-man 3 um and i cracked up when ned like tearfully like walked over to peter <laughs> like <laughs> i promise i'm not gonna become a super villain and try to kill you and he's all like crying and peter's like uh, okay yeah peter's just like, I'm looking glad. At him, like okay 
Right, like, okay, cool. I mean, like, yeah. Uh, the infamous Spider-Man pointing meme. It happens in the lab scene when Ned goes, Peter. And they're like, which Peter? This Peter? What, what? Yeah. So everybody happy because everybody wanted it. There it so was. they, yeah, they get into the lab <laughs> at the high school and they're like trying to figure out how they can fix all of these uh, villains. And yes. so they each have their assignments and they're each over there working on them. And um, Toby's Peter is like, you know, I'm going to work on Norman Osborne because I've been thinking about this for a really long time. And um, Andrew's Peter's like, oh, I already cured the lizard once. I can do it again. Like, it's easy. He's like, no, really, it's easy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so they're all working on their own assignments, you know, to try to <clears throat> get things straightened back out. And so there was a lot of back and forth that also happened between all the Spider-Man in the next couple of scenes where they're just having, you get a little bit more fan service and a little bit more discussion as to, you know, what's happening at one point, um, Tom and, um, Zendaya get together and they're talking and the other two Peters kind of take note of what's going on. And um, I liked this because we got a little bit of closure. We found out, obviously, Andrew Garfield lost his MJ. And he had mentioned that before. And he talks about that. And, and he hasn't gotten over it. And he's still dealing with all of that. But Toby... You know, he's like, what about you? And he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, it was hard. And uh, Andrew's like, yeah, I guess guys like us just aren't meant to, you know, have that have that happen for them. And and Toby's like, oh, no, it it, it took a while, but but we got there, which made me happy because then we now know, like in my head, they're married <laughs> with two kids and um, she's at You're home waiting specific. for him. Yeah, I uh, dude. Yeah, no, I, there's a whole backstory like this going on here. I saw somebody on Twitter like say something like, uh, I love how they just casually mentioned how Toby Maguire's Peter and his MJ are actually on their second divorce and third kid, <laughs> third oops baby, or something like that. I was, oh my like, God. I was like, no, they have it a happily ever after. She's just home with the kids while he's in this other multiverse trying to figure things out. Um, yep. But anyway, so we got a little bit of, of you know, projection there from for the fans. Again, this, this, is, this whole movie was a lot of fan service and I yes. find absolutely nothing wrong with that if it's done in a good way. And I felt like this movie was done in the best way possible. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a, one of the discussions they have is about how Toby Spider-Man has natural webbing that just kind of shoots out of his body. Whereas the other two have to make web fluid. Um, <laughs> that was an awkward, hilarious conversation. Does it come out anywhere else? I was like, Oh my God, of course you're going to ask that as a teenage boy. <laughs> oh, and I love that it was, that it was Tom <laughs> that asked that. And Andrew's face the whole time is like, what, what, what is that? Like they were both like, dude. Perfectly. Yes. It was great. It was great. That was um, so funny. There's, there's another bit where Andrew's Spider-Man cracks Toby's back. And that's a nod to the widely shared uh, rumor that Toby McGuire had back issues during production of Spider-Man too. Yep. So that was yep. another funny moment. Um, we heard the various different Spider-Man themes throughout the movie. Um, so Jay, J- Peter calls in, you know, to tell to, now they got to round up these villains, right? They got to get them to come to them so they can cure them. And they have this plan to bring them out to the Statue of Liberty. So they're out of the city. So Peter calls into J. Jonah Jameson's show and 
what made me laugh at this was J. Jonah Jameson was like, does he hate national monuments? You know, because Peter, <laughs> you know, in the first one he's in DC and the second one he's, you know, in Europe. And that just proves to you that Jameson has been around the whole time. Yep. And not just in far from home. So ew, little nugget there. Um, as the Peters wait for this fight on the statue of Liberty, they're talking about what's the worst, like, Tom Holland's Peter. He's like, what's what's the craziest bad guy you've ever faced? And they're like, well, you kind of are dealing with them. Um, Toby mentions fighting Venom, an alien covered in black goo. Andrew just talks about the Russian guy in a rhino suit. <laughs> and that was Peter's so like, funny. Oh, the latest one. Yeah. yeah, for real. <laughs> which which is what made this whole conversation hilarious because Peter's like, oh yeah, I fought an alien too. But like here and in space. And they're like, well, what space? Like you went to space? And Andrew's like, I want to go to space. <laughs> He's like, I want to fight an alien, which of course now we're all like, okay, amazing Spider-Man 3 needs to happen. And obviously it needs to be Andrew fighting an alien which everyone's like venom and personally i'm like i could see a more i don't know if they'll come out with a whole nother spider-man movie because that might like that might blow people's minds like it may not make any sense to do that but couldn't you see uh this spider-man somehow getting pulled into i don't know secret war well i was thinking secret war like he could fight aliens through that too right Maybe I would, I don't know. I think Venom three might be a good spot for him, but yeah, but something like that. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. But yes, there's all kinds of discussion now. Um, Apparently Sony is interested. uh, Garfield is interested in doing another Spider-Man movie, which truly surprised me. I didn't expect, um, uh, I didn't expect him to want to go back, but I'm thrilled as a fan to see that he's as much as a fan as we are and that he's like, oh, yeah, I'll totally do it. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go. So, you know, we have that hope for us. Maybe something like that will be happening. Yeah. So there's that. And Andrew's just like, man, like, I'm just I suck. And he's like going on this like self deprecating thing. Toby calls him amazing. <laughs> which again, Andrew's Spider Man films were the amazing Spider Man. Yep, yep, so that yep. was funny. Uh, and, and then I also the man. he was the best hype man. Toby really was. Well, he's I mean, Toby's like, he's a like dad, a dad now. He's yeah, like 50. Right. Yeah. And he's um, and so, you know, he's hyping up these other kids. I love it. Yeah. I also laughed when he's like, they're all like, we don't know how to fight in a team. And he's like, well, I don't want to brag, but I will. Um, I'm part of the Avengers. And they're like, the Avengers? What's that? <laughs> they're like, that's so cool. You're in a band? <laughs> Are you in a band? That whole sequence. Are you in a band? That's so cool. <laughs> he's like, no, they're the Earth's mightiest. Never mind. Just like crush your Peter Tingle. <laughs> um, they all swing out and land with their signature, like swinging and landing poses. Again, lose your mind in the theater because that was an awesome shot. Um, Electro, when he is literally powering up for comic fans, that's more of his comic book suit with the like, um, I don't know, jagged edges around his face and just in general he looks like his comic book self so yay he was fixed (laughs) um there's a comment electro makes that he thinks peter would have been black (laughs) there has to be a black spider-man somewhere yes miles morales we love you i love this too because i just i thought it was actually a a fairly like understandable explanation he's like 
well, you know, you were a kid from the Queens and you're always helping poor people. So I just assumed you'd be black. <laughs> and and right. Garfield was like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you, man. <laughs> just... Who was waiting for Spider-Ham to hop out at that moment? I was right. totally waiting for Spider-Ham to jump out. <laughs> oh, my God. I love Spider-Ham. He's hilarious. I I'm here too. for the, I'm so the mad he didn't show up. I'm here for the animal supremacy in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, no, uh, that, that was that was definitely a good good fun scene when they had that discussion. Those yeah. were some great moments. Um, MJ falls right. We saw this in the trailer. She falls off of the building, Ooh, off of the Statue girl. of Liberty. Peter, can't, our Peter can't save her because Goblin takes him out. And of course, we're all like, no, but Andrew's Spider-Man saves MJ the way he couldn't save Gwen. And this is the point where I actually wanted to cry, too, because his face when he does that and they land, and he's like, are you OK? And she goes, are you OK? Because he's like crying. I was like, oh, yeah. oh man, Andrew Girl. came for all the haters in that scene of like, he sucked as Spider-Man. I'm like, there's yeah. his there's his moment of like, no. No, I don't suck. You suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Andrew, again, a fabulous actor, fabulous moment. This was everything that I wanted it to be. Um, yes. And especially if you do go back and you do watch where um, Gwen dies, it's awful because right. there was no way, like, she was going to die one way or the other, right? And But he definitely mm-hmm. took some guilt for the way it looks, it appears that she dies, that he takes some guilt with him for that. Um, so when he immediately like goes after to save MJ. I was like, redemption and also saves Zendaya at all costs. You have to save her because Amen. I can't, I can't live in a world without Zendaya. Um, <laughs> all right. I know that was a little much. Uh, I just love her so much right now. Really people again, another like incredible 20 something amazing actress. I mean, she is so good at everything she does. So oh multi-talented, God. just amazing. And uh, in this in this movie, again, when you guys go back and do a rewatch on it, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Zone in on her reactions, her looks, her moments, um, her communication with Peter. Um, like she's everything, and she she just had a masterful performance in this as well. And again, I know that these are not the types of movies that ultimately get recognized and called out for awards, but they are award-worthy performances because both of these, and I, I, I have to throw Andrew in there too. I thought his performance was amazing as well as Willem Dafoe's, which we've already talked about. But I mean, I think that there are some absolute phenomenal things going on in this movie that is more than just a comic book. So all you people hating that cinema is dead or that, you know, we can't have nice things because all we get is comic book movies or whatever. You are cutting your nose off to spite your own face because you are not paying attention to some of the brilliance that is happening in some of these movies. Amen. This Ooh, one. Yeah. It. I'm telling you, girl. I, I, I have been so angry. Like, uh, I, you know, when on Twitter, when people are like whining that West side story or, um, nightmare alley, um, to very well received critically, um, you know, sh- movies are not pulling in the box office numbers and they're all stressing out that that means, you know, all we're going to get from here on out are going to be, you know, comic book movies and that sucks. And I'm like, no, it doesn't suck. It's, I mean, you, you just gotta, I, to me, I saw those other movies 
and I enjoyed them, but there's no way would I have gone back to see them again. No way would I even recommend during a pandemic to tell people to go out and see these movies. Like don't rush to the theater to see them. That's not, that's not what these movies are about. And, um, you can wait for those. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people are just like, that's a movie I can wait to see at home and I will. Uh, but Spider-Man, I, I can't like, it's a, it's just a different beast. It's a different level. Right. But again, when it comes down to it, like what is happening in these movies is really good and give all of them some credit for just the amazing work that happened in this film and not just, it was a cool story and we got a cool bunch of cool fan service. Like, these actors really brought it. Like they weren't dialing it in just because it's a comic book movie. So there you go. There, there's my, I'm getting off my soapbox. <laughs> there's her hot take. That's right. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm, I'm here for it. Um, Ned is trying to get the box away from the scene. He opens a portal, strange walks through and <laughs> he's pissed. I mean, as you would, right. He was pissed. Um, but he's like, no, no, no. Like, look, look, it's working. Peter's plan's working. Um, and I'll just remind Dr. Strange that Loki fell for 30 minutes. Okay. So, you know, when he said, I've been dangling over the Grand Canyon, I was, I thought of Loki going, I've been falling for 30 minutes. Suck it up, buttercup. Listen, Dr. Strange does not have the hair flip. Okay. So it just did not have the same impact. I felt for him, but it does not. But yes, I immediately thought of Loki. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so uh, Strange takes the box. Green Goblin shows up. Unfortunately, Green Goblin blows up the magical artifact, which also like makes this unruly spell like free. The Cloak of Levitation saves Ned. So thank you, Mr. Cloak, sir. You know, as Ned said <laughs> to the cloak. I love that the cloak has its own personality. Like it's a person. It's a character. Um, I just, I always find that hilarious. Also strange. Didn't seem weirded out that Ned was able to use the sling ring. He was mildly curious and I'm all like, he was, he was training at the wizard school. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Yeah. Which I mean, in the comics, Dr. Strange does have a school and Wanda's one of the teachers. I'm just going to put it out there and say that. All right. Well, you know, jumping ahead to (laughs) the ending of this movie, which a lot of people are saying, oh, my gosh, that's the end of Ned and and MJ, meaning that um, it seems like their characters may have wrapped up and we may not see them again. But I am comforted (laughs) by this moment where uh, by two things, one, the moment where um, Ned you know, basically tells Dr. Strange, like, yeah, I did that. And Dr. Strange was like, huh, like that made me kind of hope that we're going to see Ned farther down um, in some way, shape or form. Um, He is going to be a wizard and I cannot wait to see that happen. (laughs) So yes, I'm, I'm all here for this. Um, Would that be something, uh, Ashley? Multiverse of madness, maybe? Well, no, I'm thinking more, um, the unannounced, but we all know it's coming. Um, Young Avengers. Yeah. Would, oh, yeah. would this fit with that I, at all? It could. I mean, because okay. I think they're going to change stuff around anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of course they will. Yeah. Based on ages of certain actors once mm-hmm. the Young Avengers finally come around. Mm-hmm. So, no, I could totally see that. So that made me happy. And then the other thing that made me happy was when MJ, when they're having the discussion and 
Spider-Man's like, look, I, I got, I have to do this. Um, and she's like, he's like, but I'll come and find you. And she's like, okay, well that's fine. Cause even if you don't, then I'll figure it out. And I'm like, right. yes, she will. Like, you oh, know, I have yeah. hope, like I have hope that, um, you know, if her schedule allows it, like we will see more Zendaya in the future um, in these movies. But at the same time, I'm like, she's Zendaya. Like, I mean, I don't, I have a feeling there's so many good things coming her way and so many big things coming her way. We may not have that opportunity to like fit her in, but I'm hopeful that her and her husband, Tom will um, be on screen together. (laughs) Love it. Yeah. I said it, her husband, make it happen. I like it. Yep, let's do it. I am here for wedding looks from Zendaya and Tom. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Talk about breaking the internet. The looks that those two would serve would just break the internet, like a multiverse of everything. Anywho, okay. So sorry, I jumped ahead, but those were just thoughts that I didn't want to forget, and I wanted to spit them out before (laughs) I forgot. So, um. So we are back to Ned, Doctor Strange, and so now Doctor Strange is there and he's here to help. Yep, and Goblin blows up the box and it releases the spell. So now we've got rips of, in the multiverse everywhere, right? You see the yep. blue, the purple crackles all across the sky. You can see there's figures trying to get through. A few of them look more defined than others. And one is Rhino. Another mm. looks like Scorpion. And then there's another one that looks like Craven. And so out of these three, Craven has been rumored to be coming eventually. So maybe that's why they threw him in there. Um, obviously, there was a rhino in Garfield Spider-Man's verse, mm-hmm. but he was a terrible rhino. My husband was mm-hmm. like, it was the biggest letdown. It was so dumb. And <laughs> so this rhino looked more like a real rhino, like an actual like rhinoceros anamorphic kind of dude. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. not just some, not Paul Giamatti in a rhino suit <laughs> in a rhino suit some russian um, in a rhino suit <laughs> yep so there's that um and there there's peter's hero moment of realizing he can't keep doing what he's been doing he needs to make the grown-up decision he tells strange to cast the spell by casting the spell everyone will forget he is spider-man uh, forget he's peter parker they don't forget spider-man they just forget peter parker so it's like peter parker never existed it forces everyone to go back to their universe. Um, oh, and right before that, Goblin is saved by Toby, which was his redemption moment, right? Because he's the one that Goblin to begin with. Goblin stabs him, but he does survive. Um, there's that whole like dialogue where Andrew's like, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's all right, I've been stabbed before. Um, yeah, so everybody goes back to their universe and everybody forgets that Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person. Peter now moves on to his own apartment, his own terrible apartment. There's a line about the rents. It's not mm-hmm. the same person, but everybody It's not the same guy, like, but oh, yeah. Well. Um, he has a GED test book, which like made me sad because we all know Peter's super smart, but clearly everyone's forgotten him. So he's not going to MIT. Well, and I had to laugh about this. I'm like, first of all, yes, I know why you put it in the movie because we needed to see and we needed to get that point across that his life is, you know, completely and totally changed. But does speed does Peter Parker really need to study for the GED? That kid no. could have passed the <laughs> test when he was like seven years old, right? Like, right. come on, man. He's a genius. But anyway, cute, cute. Yeah. Uh, got the point across. That's just, I know, and that's what they mm-hmm. needed to do. So, 
Yeah. So he's, you know, putting stuff out around his apartment. He's got the Emperor Palpatine's Lego figurine from the mm-hmm. Death Star. He's got, you know, the coffee cup from where he went to see MJ at her at her uh, coffee donut place. And yeah, he Sob. goes out. He's listening to the police scanner on his phone. He swings out and he goes by Rockefeller Center with the tree, which we are going to see this week in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Right. That's we've been seeing major the major battles happening this week in Hawkeye and the tree will be there. Um, and he's also wearing his classic Spider-Man blue and red suit. Like this is your comic accurate. He made it himself. There's no Stark tech, none of that. Uh, it's just his suit. And we see him swinging along. And a lot of these moves are coming out of the P- the PlayStation game because mm-hmm. Tom teased that ahead of this movie that he loved the game so much. He wanted to work in some of the action. So that's where you're getting it is right here at the end. And bam, it's done. And then we're getting a mid-credit scene where we see our other favorite anti-hero. Oh, wait, we need to go back, though. We didn't talk about the scene where um, Peter has decided he's going to introduce himself to MJ and Ned. He he knows where MJ's working, and he he goes down to see her, and he walks in, and he starts having a conversation, and he's kind of interrupted a few times, and then Ned comes in, and he sees Ned and MJ together, and they're just, they appear, I think just what happens, right, is like he sees they're settled, they're happy, they're talking about MIT, they're where they should be as far as, like, you know, that those points are to be made, and he makes the choice not to, not to introduce himself, not to... Not to tell him who he is. Right. And it's heartbreaking. I know, because he cries. Like, he's got a tear in his eye when he sees that she's got a Band-Aid on her mm-hmm. forehead from the fight at the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. I know, it was it was crushing. I was like, oh, no. So that he makes this choice to walk away from you know, from his old life and, you know, how how hard that had to be for him because he doesn't have anybody anymore. He doesn't have Ben. He doesn't have May. Um, he doesn't have Dr. Strange. He doesn't Stark, have happy. Stark. He doesn't have Happy. And he now and he has, he literally has nobody. He's completely on his baby own. Um, and he's like, you know, 17, 18 years old. He's not even a high school graduate, right? And so he's just got to figure this out. Um, it was just a really like our baby's all grown up, right? Like, you know, he's still a little boy, but not anymore. Like now he's finally taken that. I think that was like a very adult choice to make. Um, I don't agree with it. I think he can still have his friends. I'm just saying, (laughs) I hope, I hope he goes back on this and he runs back in there and goes, hi guys, it's me. (laughs) Yeah. right. (laughs) I hope that somehow like, I mean, come on, we're in the multiverse of madness. Things obviously didn't go back to zero. So like, right. They should be able to know. Yeah, there's the, that information. Like through. I said, I, I have hope. I have hope that we will see uh, the two of them, you know, coming back into Peter's life at some point. And then they have announced that there will be more Spider-Man with Tom Holland in it. So we do know that that you know he, this was not his last one. It may be um, Ned and MJ's, but it's not Tom's last one. So at least we know we're going to have some more of that. But. Um, but I'm hopeful, uh, you know, like I said before, that there's some little nuggets that they dropped in there that could still like make, make a good 
turning point and that in you know two or three years we're talking about that spoiler of when mj comes back into spider-man's life you know or whatever so um i'm hopeful it'll happen um okay so back to end credit scenes go for it all right so mid-credit we get venom so if you haven't seen venom let there be carnage then this is Venom, let there be Carnage's post-credit scene, essentially. Because we see that Venom and Eddie wake up in this place and they don't know where they are or what time they are, right? This guy walks into their hotel room. They thought it was their hotel room. It's his hotel room. And they're like, who are you? Who are you? So we see Eddie. Venom is inside of him, not out to be seen, sitting at a bar in Mexico. The bartender is played by everyone's fave. Cristo Fernandez, aka Mucho Danny Mucho Rojas. Joy, <laughs> Suck his life, his life, <laughs> his life. <laughs> uh, from Ted Lasso. So if you were like that guy looks familiar, that's why. Yep. Uh, Ted Lasso fans, I love that show. Um, anyways, tangent. <laughs> Eddie is well, trying to wrap his and, head and again, <laughs> the perfect example of something that I was completely obsessed with this year and did not do a single fangirl episode on it. And I will tell you this: with when it came to um, Ted Lasso, I, it was almost like I was protecting it. I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I love it so much; like it's it's too precious to talk about right now. So, oh my um, god, I love that show so much. I I really do too. <laughs> but um, yes, that's that's something I could absolutely do a fangirl episode on here in the future. Now that a little bit of time has passed, um, that's an opening that I am willing to uh, to bring back up if there's any interest in that. So yes, Ted Lasso favorite, love it. Um. Roy Kent for life. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's trying to wrap his head around this universe. He mentions Iron Man. And when he gets to Hulk, Venom is mad. Eddie wouldn't let him use the name lethal protector. Cause he's like, you said that was a bleep name. <laughs> and he goes, cause it is. Um, however, it's hilarious because lethal protector is a name used by Venom in a comic book. So, mm, LOL. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, they're talking about aliens, the ter- the purple aliens. So we know it's Thanos who likes stones. Eddie says aliens don't like stones; they like brains. They are drunk. Venom is like, let's go skinny dipping. Eddie's like, we do not want to go skinny dipping. And then just as he decides he's going to go to New York and talk to this Spider Man himself, something happens. We know it's the ending where Strange has cast a spell. So he's sucked back into his own world, but a small piece of venom or the symbiote is left behind on the counter. So that's interesting. We can yeah, now and if have you have symbiotes in the MCU. If you haven't watched the Venom movies, um, I had not seen them until Let There Be Carnage was coming back, was coming out this um this this fall. And so I did go and I watched the first one and I watched this one. Um, Venom is also seen in one of the Andrew, no, Toby Maguire, sorry. In, um, but it's Toby a different Mag- one. Yeah, in the Toby Maguire um, Spider Man 3, the one that I already said was trash. Well, Venom's in that trash panda uh, experience if you want to go take a, take a look at that. Um, so there is a Venom that happens there, and then Venom 1 and Venom 2 has, has now come out. Uh, Venom 1 is like, it is what it is. Um, Venom 2, I thought was a lot more enjoyable, was a lot better. Um, they had definitely did a better job with storytelling and getting somebody like me who is not a comic book person and therefore had absolutely zero interest in Venom or anything that this was about 
that one, I enjoyed it. Like I was laughing along and enjoyed the the action. And um, Tom Hardy is fantastic in this role. Um, So if Venom has never been on your radar, Marvel is very clearly pointing us in that direction um, with uh, Let There Be Carnage, having an end scene that mentions Spider-Man and then a second end scene here in the Spider-Man movie where there's actually part of, we see the whole Venom situation going on in front of us, but we also get that little symbiote left on the counter. Uh, In other words, like pay attention to these things if you're interested in that. So add that to your list of movies to watch, go ahead and watch Venom one and Venom two. Can you watch two without watching one? You can, but I think it, it, it helps and it makes a little bit more sense as to, to everything if you do watch the first one and then you watch the second one. Just know the second one's a lot better. So um, if you have struggle getting through the first one, just make yourself get through it <laughs> and then enjoy the hang second one. Hang in there. I w- hang in there. I would also say, though, that Venom is not Spider-Man. As far no, as like your, if your not. kids are yeah. if your kids are watching, correct? Uh, did you it's like ride the a- Deadpool? Yes, yeah. I did. I have a okay. I have a um is is Venom Carnage two okay for kids? Yeah, because um, I post I, out there. Yeah, I was watching Carnage and I was like, holy no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no! It's got some dark stuff in it. Um, it does. That I yeah. So I'm glad you wrote that. You yes. should definitely link that as well in the show notes. Because- I will. I will. Just for <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm sure she did because that's not a kid movie. Yeah. So Please. maybe adults want to watch it and then explain it yeah. to kids yeah, as to who Venom go. is, you know, for these, for these next movies and these next shows. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a connection. There's definitely something going on there. So put that on your radar. If you haven't daredevil venom, uh, She-Hulk coming out, Echo we've mentioned, Hawkeye, we're going to mm-hmm. wrap that up tomorrow for the first, I, they've only announced one, one season, but there's absolutely zero way it's going to just be one season because A, it's too good, and B, um, we are, you know, right there as far as, uh, this would have to be like a three-hour long finale and it's not it's only like 15 yeah there's minutes, no way so. they've got to bring it yeah. back just so like we know yeah. yeah that b- major projection prediction here is that we're getting a season two of hawkeye so you know be aware yeah. of that um yeah all right um real quick what happens in the final episode the final uh uh end credit scene Okay, so the final post-credit scene is actually the trailer for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It begins with the dialogue from No Way Home, where Wong and Strange are talking about the spell and how they shouldn't do it. It's actually the dialogue that we heard in the trailer and not actually in the movie, where Wong's like, you shouldn't do the spell. And Strange does it anyway. And he never meant for any of this to happen. So he goes to visit Wanda and everybody cheers. Um, she thinks he's there to talk about Westview. He's like, no, I'm not here to talk about that, but let's talk about the multiverse. What do you know about it? Cause I kind of need your help. And everybody's like, yes, we see the big screen debut of America Chavez, who is the teenage girl wearing the jean jacket with a star on it. Uh, Wanda shown wearing her Scarlet witch outfit. Yes. Um, Baron Mordo has returned. He is a bad guy as we know from the end of the first Dr. Strange. However, he's accusing Strange of being the biggest threat in the universe. Strange is shown fighting Shuma Garoth. This is the same creature he takes on in Marvel's What If episode four, Patty. What If episode uh, four. Okay, <laughs> and, okay. 
And da, 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 da. also from what if we see Dark Doctor Strange, aka Strange Supreme, aka Evil Doctor Strange on the big screen. That's where and I yelled oh shit, y'all. My mind. <laughs> yep. All right, I lost my so, mind. So there Watch you go. What if? Add that to your your Marvel watching to, to to the list I just gave you. Add what if because there's a lot going. Like I said, that like we said in the very beginning of this of this countdown here, like there is a lot going on in this movie, and it continued all the way to the very very end. Um, so you guys got some homework. <laughs> yep, there's your homework. Watch what if all of you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for coming on and uh, discussing and fangirling as always with me. You're always so appreciated. And, um, you know, we'll try to find some time to get a Hawkeye discussion going sometime yeah, next week. And sure. we'll throw that out there in the new year. And, uh, you know, if you want to share this with your friends. If you want to talk about fangirling, if you want to come and join us, please do so. You can find us talking about all things Marvel in the Marvel Moms Facebook group. Um, and, uh, you know, come, come, come hang out with us because as you know, it is no fun to fangirl Tom and Zendaya and Andrew and all things Spider-Man alone. Bye y'all. Bye. Bye.